This is an NC Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Welcome to the NC Baptist Podcast, the podcast designed to engage with ministry leaders around topics that will explore approaches and resources to help us be on mission together. It's because of your generosity that this resource is available. Learn more at ncbaptist.org slash give or contact us at communications at ncbaptist.org. Well, hey, friends, thank you for tuning in to the NC Baptist podcast today. My name is Catherine, and I serve as the Director of Marketing and Communications here at NC Baptist. I am super excited for you to hear from a group who's living out the gospel in their everyday practical lives. Today's episode is for everyone, regardless of your role, regardless of your background, from pastors, leaders, fathers, mothers, those in secular careers, and those doing the really hard work of being a stay-at-home mom You're going to want to hear from this group as they tackle the topic of God's calling to live on mission together. Our host for today is Ashley Reffitt. Ashley's a personal friend. She comes from the Summit Church, and she serves as the Associate Campus Director of Adult Discipleship at their Garner campus. She also serves as the NC Baptist Consultant for the Women's Discipleship here at NC Baptist. Ashley is joined by two other ladies. Missy Branch, who serves as the Assistant Dean to Students for Women and the Director of Graduate Life at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, our friends over in Wake Forest. She's also joined by Shernetta Harrell. Shernetta serves as the Founder and Executive Director of the No Woman, No Girl Initiative. This is a local nonprofit. They provide life essentials as well as education to underserved women here in the Triangle in North Carolina. You're going to want to learn more about her ministry, and you can find out about that at nowomannogirl.org. That's nowomannogirl.org. All right, let's jump right into the topic, God's calling to truly live on mission together. I want to welcome you to the podcast, and today joining me via Zoom, I have Missy, and then sitting with me is Shernetta. Hey! (laughs) Good to have y'all. So good to be here. I want to jump right in as we discuss living on mission together by faith. That's truly how both of you live as you follow God's call and leverage your life for the gospel in your circles of influence. Over time, your circles have grown and changed, um, and they're continuing to grow, and it's an exciting thing to continue to watch um, what the Lord's doing in your life. And so as you're on mission together with those around you, Three of the greatest commandments in the Bible are go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. As I think of these commands, I think of the two of you, how you live your life with a kingdom mindset, and as you faithfully walk out what God's called you to do in your circles of influence. Missy, you are no stranger to NC Baptist Women's Discipleship. Um, You've taught, you've led, and you've encouraged us for years through our annual Women's Conference and in so many other capacities across the state. Um, God's call on your life has changed over the years, and it's been beautiful to watch all the ways the Lord uh, continues to uh, work through your faithfulness. What does God's call on your life look like, and how uh, have you walked out in obedience over the years? That's a great question. You know, I think that we believe that God's call is this magic moment 
But I think we're born with a calling. So I told my son when he was four years old that we don't know what his life's work is, but he was called to be the oldest brother and the oldest sibling. So he needed to walk in excellence with that. And so I've been called to be a woman. I've been called to be an African-American. I've been called to be a, a sister, a daughter, a friend, a disciple maker, a Christian. And all of these um, ways, the way that I'm supposed to honor the Lord through that and through obedience is by honoring him through all the decisions I make. And am I going to go do this next thing that's in front of me because I can or should I? And so I've spent each season, and they've changed over and over again, um, I've spent each season just being like, Lord, this is the thing that you've placed before me. Should I walk that way? And I've looked at my calling that way because no two seasons have looked the same <laughs> in my life. I know that both of y'all can understand that. You agree. There's been no two seasons that were identical. So that didn't mean my calling changed. It just meant that the season did. But God's call for me to be obedient in all of the spheres that he's called me to or blessed me in, re require me to walk. I, I think I would sum it all up by saying godly women make excellent everything. So if our focus is on the call to godliness, then all of the other ways, all of the things, the ways it's fleshed out will work. I've known you through many seasons. Why don't you um, tell a little bit about the season you're currently walking in right now through your call? I currently work at Southeastern Seminary as the Assistant Dean of Students to Women and Director of Graduate Life. I currently am the mom of four adult children, which is no one has that conversation. We need to do better, ladies, okay? <laughs> I am currently the Chairman of the Board of Trustees at Lifeway. I didn't see that coming, but the Lord orchestrated that, and I'm currently trying to graduate from Southeastern with an MA in Ethics, Theology, and Culture. Oh, well, so how do you know what God has called you to do? That's a question that we're often asked or we've often asked. And so that often involves our surrender. So what does surrender look like in your life, Missy? You know, the Bible says, when I am weak, he is strong. And I have in plenty of seasons been like, Lord, can you bottom, bottom me out? Like make me as weak as humanly possible so that you can fill me with your strength. And so there have been seasons when like I said, I don't think that there's this one thing that God has made all of us to do, and that's the only thing we can do. I think that some of us, God has blessed us that we can identify a thing that we're passionate about so that we can go do it, and that, yes, run hard in it. But for some people, it's you have multiple passions or you haven't landed on that thing. So surrender is just being able to say, Lord, this is what's before me. This is what you've placed in my context. These are the people you've placed around me. These are the things you've placed in front of me. Will I serve them for your glory, even if they're not the thing I wanted for my whole life or anything like that? And so being faithful over those few things, no matter what they are, God is always a rewarder of those things. Yes. And you are always uh, just Missy. I know that our Cultivate. Last spring, I always tell you this, but one of the speakers said that over the years, Missy is just Missy in this space. And that's the thing, um, seeing you in lots of different spaces and circles, and um, you're just faithful to the Lord and faithful to who He created you to be. And it's an honor to do ministry with you and to call you friend. Oh, likewise, for sure. Well, every follower of Jesus is called to leverage his or her life for the Great Commission. All Christians are called to ministry not necessarily vocational ministry, but delivers their lives for the gospel. It's a joy to introduce you to Shernetta today. She has a powerful testimony of leveraging her time, her talents, and her treasure for the kingdom as she ministers to women. 
Tell us about No Woman, No Girl, Shernetta, and how God laid that on your heart and um, your love for your neighbor, and as you love lots and lots of neighbors. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you all so much. Um, It is such a blessing. I definitely count it joy to be in the presence of such women who are really just walking into what God has called them to be. So I am a testament of faith. Growing up in Nash County, um, if anybody is familiar with uh, Rocky Mount, North Carolina, it is really a very small and rural um, town where really, you know, you sink or you swim. Either you make it or you don't. And so um, as a young black girl who experienced so much adversity, both in my personal life, just as well as um, really throughout my high school career, um, you know, I was really told that I would never be anything. I would never amount to anything. And so from that, I really took that as an opportunity for God to really use um, my voice and really to use the things that man said that I could not do. Um, I knew I wanted to help the community. I knew I wanted to serve something that was greater than myself, honestly. Um, I went on um, to Shaw University. I got my Bachelor of Social Work degree there. God allowed me um, to have a women's campaign while I was there in my undergraduate career, which was really the foundation um, of my ministry to women. I was Miss Shaw University at the time. And so God really allowed me to um, really see that leadership was something that was something I couldn't even fathom um, myself. And so then I went on um, to get my master's degree in Alabama. I moved 13 hours away from everything that I knew uh, <laughs> uh, to pursue what God had called me to do. Um, so I got my master's of social work degree there, and I focused on community mental health. Um, I came back to North Carolina. Um, and so really for the past nine years, I have been devoted to being um, a social worker in our local community And throughout those nine years um, of working with women and children and families, a pattern that I saw over time was really women and girls not having access to the things that they needed every day. So when we think about how we got up this morning, we took a shower, we had access to hot water. And unfortunately, a lot of our neighbors in our local community did not have access to shampoo or pads or soap or, you know, hand sanitizer. And so um, I looked around and I said, well, who in the world is feeling this need um, in Wake County? Who in the world is providing long-term supply? Who is sustaining these women and these children long-term? And unfortunately, I could not find that. And so I took my compassion for women. I took my compassion for um, really being a social worker. And I used what I knew. And I said, Lord, I think it's time. Lord, um, in the height of the global pandemic, uh, where really if you were struggling to any degree, really the pandemic just kind of pushed you over the edge. So as of today, um, the No Woman, No Girl initiative, we have served over 1,400 uh, women and girls experiencing um, crisis or homelessness. All right, Shrena, you've truly leveraged your life uh, on mission together with those around you. What advice would you give to our listeners who are seeking to make a difference in their circles of influence um, and they don't quite know where to start? Yeah, I would definitely say for me, I think the answer to that question is different for everybody. Uh, for me, I think it was being around women um, of wisdom. 
Um, I think it's very important to have women in your circle who um, are praying for you, women who are older than you, really who have just walked different seasons of life. For me, if it would not have been for, um, you know, a praying grandmother, you know, older women, even peers who were in different spaces than me, um, I would not be who I am today. So I would say for anybody who is listening to this podcast that is struggling to figure out, Lord, what do you have for me? That is what my advice would be. Why don't you tell us a little bit about No Woman, No Girl and um, your program and how God just kind of worked that out through you, especially through the pandemic? You know, when we started this organization, um, really the only thing that I had in, in mind was the vision. God gave me a vision and he made it very plain. Um, I had no idea how we would get there, who would fund us, who would support us, who would believe in us. And I said, God, this is what I believe that you have called me to do. Um, At that time, I was a women's ministry director at our local church, and I really just saw kind of how God just orchestrated everything. He orchestrated my compassion for social work, my compassion for ministering to women. And so uh, we got a board of directors together. And with my experience um, in the nonprofit sector, I knew that the important thing about leading a nonprofit organization was serving first. For me, it was not about dollars. For me, it was not about asking people for money. For me, it was about how do we tangibly meet the need of God's people? And that's what we did. So anything that you can think of from head to toe, uh, we provide that for women for 30 to 90 days at a time. Again, for us, the organization was about these are not just bags that we just provide. These are also bags that we're going to provide long-term sustainability. I also realized, wow, there are also women and family and children who do not know how to use these products. There was really a lack of education around, you know, how many times a woman should, you know, change her sanitary napkins, you know, how many times a a person should change their toothbrush, you know, things that sound grandiose, but things that a lot of people don't know or even can understand. So I got a medical team together. I said, okay, we got to get some local medical doctors, some PA, some dentists. And so then we started educating the women and girls that we were serving. It wasn't just about giving access, but it was also about um, educating them as well. From there, the organization just grew. Another thing that we kind of saw early on was young girls who, you know, back in the day, whenever you talked about your period or (laughs) just hygiene in general, it was like taboo. It was something that people did not discuss. It was something that was embarrassing. So I had all these high school girls that were reaching out to me like, oh, Miss Shernetta, like we want to bring this to our school. We want to bring this to high school. I'm like, okay, so okay. Now we have over three high schools um, in Wake County that have clubs. They have no woman or girl clubs where they're going out, they're looking out for their neighbors and their schools, and um, they're educating other girls about how to take care of their bodies. So, Wow. Yeah. She's a busy lady just like you. I mean, I am blessed by her testimony. My goodness. Yeah, our human nature is to make our lives count. And I'm on staff at the Summit Church, and my pastor, J.D. Greer, wrote a book a couple of years ago. And he posed the question, what are you going to do with your life? And when he wrote the book, it was in the middle of the pandemic, so they mailed us all a copy and um, with a red Sharpie that came along with it. And they posed the question, what are you going to do with your life? And so they said, read the book and um, just think it over and write on the cover of the book whatever it is you feel like God's called you to do. So I read the book and I began to pray um, about God just to give me a clear sense of what he's called me to do. And um, over and over, the same thing kept coming to my mind, but I was really hesitant to write it on the book. 
for several months. Um, Honestly, I was kind of scared of that. Like, what if someone read what I wrote and didn't agree with it? Or, um, you know, it was permanent. That was a that was a permanent marker on the book. And I'm also going to admit that I also don't have good handwriting. And so I wanted to look pretty on the cover of the book. And so for a while, I just wouldn't write anything on that book. And time and time again, the Lord just kept laying on my heart the answer to that question. And I, and I knew what it was. And finally, I had the courage um, to write it and get that red Sharpie out. And, um, and I wrote Equip and Encourage on my book. Um, and that's what's on the cover of the book today. And so as you think about that question in your own life, what are you going to do with your life? Um, how would you answer it? And what would you write on the cover of your book? Missy, what about you? What if I gave you a red Sharpie? What would you write on the cover of the book? I would write Lead and Serve. When I picture Jesus's model, Jesus was showing the disciples how to go out into the world and be leaders, but they weren't to be leaders over people. They were to be leaders for people, and they were to serve the people. And so I would say lead and serve. I think those are beautiful words that describe you. You lead well, um, but you also serve. All right, Shanetta, so what would you write? What are your red Sharpie words? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I'm going to have to take that with me. I think the what I would write on my book would be um, – for God's glory only. Mm. Um, I think in a lot of the work that I do, um, I'm speaking a lot. I'm speaking in front of thousands of people. Um, I'm meeting a lot of people. And one thing that I've learned um, is that no matter how much God blesses you, that if it's not for his glory, then what is it really for? Um, So I am really trying to be committed and dedicated to Everything that I do that is, you know, done in public or that's done in private for it to be done for his glory and his glory only. Amen. I love that for his glory. And that's true. Whatever we do, if it's not for his glory, it's really for nothing at all. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion. And uh, we want you to hear about an upcoming women's conference that we have this fall. Hey ladies, coming up this fall, you're invited to join us at our Women's Discipleship Conference that's happening October 27 and 28. You can find out more information by visiting our website at ncbaptist.org slash byfaith. NC Baptist Women's Discipleship seeks to encourage women to humbly walk with Christ in their world and build strong families capable of creating a legacy of faithfulness. I know you're going to want to learn more so you can be connected to that good work. So visit ncbaptist.org slash women and let us know how we can serve you. We're really looking forward to that conference this fall and diving back into the discussion with Missy and Shernetta. So at the summit, we say put your yes on the table and let God put it on the map. And that's exciting, but it's also terrifying at times. And it takes total surrender. And it's what God continually reminds me that He requires of me. Um, I need constant pruning of my will because, I'll be honest, mine's pretty stubborn at times. Um, So what's been the hardest part of putting your yes on the table, Missy? That the Lord is going to pick that yes up and make me do it. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. You know, once... um, Someone challenged me on forgiveness, and they were like, do you think that you could find it to forgive that particular person? And I was like, no, 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 no. And you know, the Lord is not having that, right? So he um, challenged me. He pushed me hard. And so I said, yes, I'll forgive them. But I honestly thought that yes meant, okay, my heart is clear, and I won't say mean things about them. Like, that's the definition of forgiveness, right? And the Lord was not having that. Nope. 
we're going to do that deep dive into forgiveness and you're going to not only forgive them, but you're going to, um, it's going to be an obvious forgiveness. So you don't get to just say it in your heart and love them in your house, but you need to let them know because the way that Jesus loves us is he lavishes us with forgiveness and he let, you know, and so I just felt challenged by that. So when I said yes, God said, okay, I'm gonna make you do it. And so I think I'm just afraid of God picking that yes up and making us do the thing. I will say the first time I ever met Miss Eve was seven or eight years ago at our women's conference. And she was giving her testimony in a breakout session. And she talked about that forgiveness. And um, it was authentic and real. And from that very conversation, I knew um, this lady loves the Lord. And I want to listen to her anytime she is talking. And so it's been a joy to get to know you over the years, but to really see that you live that out truly. Thank you. But the Lord has had to break my knees on more than one occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Sharnetta, what's your biggest fear in putting your yes on the table? Uh, I was reflecting on this question. So um, what a lot of people don't know about the No Woman or Girl Initiative is that I've been working a full-time job. Uh, for the past two years. And so um, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, (laughs) and I have two full-time jobs. And so uh, when people sometimes look at the organization from the outside, they're like, what do you mean you have another job? So my yes is truly leaving a career, uh, leaving what I know to be stable, to do what God has called me to do full-time. And that requires a lot of trust. And that requires a lot of obedience. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, in the current season of life, that's where I am, is leaving my yes um, on the table, leaving what I know to do what God has called me to do in ministry full time. Mm -hmm. Exciting, but scary. I'm excited for you. What's to come in the next couple months? Um, One thing I love about both of you is your authenticity. Um, You're real. You're honest. You're both funny. um, And you do life in the trenches with those around you. Uh, A little transparency here. What's one thing you feel like uh, maybe you're lacking uh, when God has put that call in your life or just one thing you feel like you personally just don't have what it takes? Missy? One thing, girl. (laughs) I would say that I'm not a great manager of time. And so balance is not a thing that I'm like winning at. And so I have had to really work hard to, well, first of all, I think balance is fake. Like I think nobody is being a 50% mom and a 50% wife and a 50%, like you can't be it. You you can't run an organization 50% of the way. So I think balance is fake, but I do think that the part of me that is so driven will either run hard or be completely catatonic. And so I need to find a way to be able to stop, enjoy this season, experience what God is having me experience, see the people around me, invest in the things that I would let fall by the wayside because I'm driving to something at the end. And so in its simplest form, I would say time management, but I know that there are spiritual implications to that as well. Yeah. Shanetta, what do you think? Yeah, I would think for me, um, it would just be being myself. As I've shared in my testimony, you know, the enemy has really tried to use me at a very young age. Um, You know, I was bullied a lot growing up Mm. very um, in very traumatic ways. And so I've always been this bright girl with all this personality and, you know, talking like I was the kid that always got in trouble for excessive talking on my report card. That was me. That that was who I was. Um, I love it. <laughs> so now here we 
are um, at 31 years old. And um, sometimes that little girl still tries to, Mm -hmm. you know, come out sometimes. And so God has blessed me to minister to so many different women over the years. And so I would I would say my biggest challenge is really just showing up as me. Even if people say, wow, you're too much or your personality is too big. um, I have to remember that, um, again, it's for God's glory. Awesome. I don't think your personality is too much or too big. It's lots of fun. It's always good to see you. Um, Well, we often feel like we're lacking or ill-equipped in some ways to do what God's called us to do. Well, Missy, both Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and Lifeway have some great theological resources to equip women as they seek to live on mission together. Can you share some of those with us? Yes. I mean, this this is the thing that makes me excited, seeing women really dive into God's Word and know it for themselves. So at Southeastern, you could be a part of the Biblical Women's Institute or BWI. These are certificate programs where you can learn God's word and like have a certificate in learning that. But then also every woman is welcome to study any degree program that Southeastern offers. So I often say that you get a taste at BWI and then you can't help but want a little bit more, a little bit more. But BWI is affordable. It's not long term. It's self-paced. And it really is a great investment in yourself spiritually. And then at Lifeway, there's Lifeway Academy, which is for the person who may not have access to the seminary, but would love to be active in God's word. And so through Lifeway Academy, you're learning from also, again, top-notch leaders. And so both of those can be found on their websites, both at Southeastern Seminary's website and lifeway.com. Awesome. Well, Shernetta, how can women in churches come alongside or come on mission together with No Woman, a Girl and with your ministry? Well, the first thing is, um, you know, for me as a leader, what I found is that the way that I lead is very unorthodox sometimes. For me, I think one of the most powerful ways that churches and people can come alongside our organization is just by using their voice. Using your voice is free. It doesn't require anything. Um, It doesn't require much input. (laughs) So, um, you know, even having one person to go out and share with 10 people or text 10 people, hey, do you know what, not what Shernetta is doing, but do you know what God is doing through the No Woman or Girl Initiative? Um, you know, have you heard about them? Do you know how many women they've served? That's really the first step, really, to supporting the organization. Um, I would think, secondly, just as what um, Summit has done coming alongside us, as well as so many other churches across the triangle have done is just by hosting a drive, you know, choose a Sunday where you can host a drive. You ask members of the congregation to donate some everyday essentials. Those everyday essentials go immediately on our shelves um, and ready to go out for referrals that are coming in from some of our agencies. So, you know, your voice as well as hosting a drive has equal impact. That's awesome. Do you have a website? Absolutely. You can visit us at www.nowomannogirl.org to learn more about our mission. Awesome. Well, what are you going to do with your life? Uh, That's a question that we all want to answer in a way that shows just some significance to our life. But we often ask the wrong question. Um, We often ask if God wants to use us to make an impact for his kingdom. Um, When the question really shouldn't be if, but the question should be where and how does God want to use us for his kingdom? Asking where and how is exciting, but it's also scary. And when he answers, are we willing to respond in obedience by faith? And these women have shared that they're seeking to follow God's call on their lives, and we hope that you'll join us on mission together. We also hope you'll join us this fall for our annual Women's Conference by Faith. It's one of Missy and I's favorite events of the year. So we hope to see all of you there. Thank you for joining us today. 
because of your generosity to NC Baptist, this podcast, along with other helpful resources, are made available for you. Learn more by visiting ncbaptist.org give.